Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What is up? Happy Friday, everyone. Hope you're doing well. If you didn't see Aaron Bree dressed up as a rat on the last episode, then you are missing out. You could have some more excitement going on in your day. Uh, so so make sure you go check that out later. Um, but this is Moon or Bust. This is your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. Uh, my name is Logan Ross, and I am joined by my two co-hosts. Uh, the First up, the DeFi developer here at Benzinga, Brian Moore. How are you today, Brian? <laughs> doing good. It's a wild start yes thank you for working with me uh through these these technical difficulties we are on our way now and we also have uh liquidation nation we have an update on his uh, liquidation status it is cleared he has now um how much in the buy bit ryan mcnamara can you can you i got i got seven bookaroos in my buy bit now i was at 10 (laughs) yesterday i'm at seven today i'm 30 percent down but you know what i can't even complain because it's only ten dollars this time and you know what? The seven dollars, I'm gonna turn it into fifteen ETH, make back everything I lost. Well, I know everyone in Zinger Nation was rooting for you uh, to make it out of that liquidation status. So we are so happy to see you clutch up, secure the bag, and good luck turning that seven dollars into fifteen ETH. I hope it goes well for you. Uh, I know that's the mindset that caused you to go negative in the first place, but it should probably work this time, right? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just looking to break even at this point. <clears throat> We won't even talk about what you're down overall. That would that'd be too sad. Uh, but yeah, so we have a great show for you planned today. We're going to talk about some exciting news, some recent developments, uh, some some rap scene, uh, some MLB scene, and then we're going to be talking to Munch Token. This is a, a DeFi charity token. Uh, we have their CEO and COO on the stream for you today. If you are here from the Munch community, welcome to Zinger Nation officially. Uh, uh, hope you are doing well. If this is your first time on Benzinga, Benzinga is the financial news platform for the individual investor. We're not the suits. We are the sweatpants, the t-shirts, the jeans, whatever the hell you want to do. Uh, we are here to support you on your personal investment mission. So uh, if you want to uh, join the channel, make sure you click that red subscribe button. And today is a special Friday. It is uh, The comments are limited to the subscribers only. So uh, if you are here from Munch Token, you want to be active, make sure you just hit the subscribe button real quick and then you can say what's up in the comments. Uh, so now that we've got that out of the way, I want to point out the first link in the description below is the Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel. This is a brand new YouTube channel that uh, we just started about uh, 29 days ago. We are grinding to get to a thousand subs. We're going to be giving away a, a moon or bust t-shirt every hundred subs. So that's 10 in total up to a thousand. Um, and so so make sure you subscribe to that channel first link in the description uh do that real quick and then come back if you want a chance to win some of the brand new uh moon or bust merch it's really dope we got some t-shirts to talk about uh layer two enthusiasts and we got one that says decentralize everything and we got a sweet moon or bust logo uh with doge on his way to the moon um Alrighty, I think that covers everything. <clears throat> make sure to smash the like button uh, and make sure to follow us on Twitter too. Uh, our DMs are open. If you have any questions about crypto or, or DeFi in general, we would love to talk to you. We'd love to help you out. That's what we're here for. Use us as a resource. Uh, all right, Zinger Nation represent. Let's get going. So first up on the news for today, 
billionaire mogul rapper Jay-Z, Sean Carter, uh, is a well-known investor, well-known businessman. He, he's talked about, he's rapped about investing in art pieces, just watching the, the value go up. He's talked about uh, investing in real estate, just watching the numbers go up. And now he has branched into crypto investing. Uh, so so we're not 100% sure. He hasn't come out and say anything uh, like like exactly himself yet, but he changed his Twitter profile picture to a crypto punk. Uh, so if you're not familiar with the crypto punks, Ryan, do you want to give us a quick overview of what they are uh, and, and why they're so popular on Twitter profiles? Sure. So crypto punks came about in 2017 and there's only ever been 10,000 crypto punks in circulation. And a couple years back, you know, they were only $100, $200. And with this NFT craze, they've gotten super expensive. I mean, the cheapest ones are about $20,000, $25,000. And looking at the ether scan of this CryptoPunk that Jay-Z has, he spent over $100,000 on this. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. They're very limited, but they're definitely ingraining themselves in art culture. And it's been pretty cool to see. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm very like I, I really like CryptoPunks. I think they're really cool. There's only like 10,000 of them, right? They're all randomly gener generated. There's a bunch of different attributes that they each were assigned randomly. Uh, and, and so they're all unique and they're selling for stupid amounts of money. The cheapest one you can get your hands on right now is like 25K. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get a CryptoPunk, you want to flex like Mr. Sean Carter, you better get your bag ready uh, to blow. Um, all right, that is that. News. So there's also so Brian, you had something here, or was this Ryan? Jay Z suing Damon Dash for selling his album as an NFT. Yeah, who's got the scoop on this? So um, Jay Z is selling, I mean suing Damon Dash because he uh, Damon sold the rights um, or sold an NFT of his first debut album, and so Jay Z feels like he should. He didn't have the. Um, I guess authority or what, not really authority, but he didn't have the right to actually NFT it and sell it. And now he's um, not getting, you know, the, the revenue coming in from that. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole, there's a lot of stuff going on with Jay-Z in the crypto blockchain world. That's a little, um, it's a little wild, but it kind of gives you a, a feel of how this is going to play out because there's no regulation. There's nothing really he can do um, to Damon. I mean, I guess lawyers will have to figure that out. I'm not a lawyer. But in my opinion, there's really nothing he can really do about it because he just tokenized something and sold it. But there, there is some legal ground, but it'll be really uh, interesting to see how it plays out and what it'll mean for like the NFT NFTs going forward. Definitely. So Dylan wants to know um, how you can buy a CryptoPunk. So if you go, you like search up grand. Search up CryptoPunks. <clears throat> Pull up the Larval, uh, the Larva Labs website. You can scroll down and see the punks for sale. Uh, the cheapest one for sale right now is 14.7 ETH, uh, approximately 26.58 thousand US dollars. A little bit out of my price range. I hate you can to get them on as much um, as I want one. You can get them on like uh, uh, Nifty Gateway or OpenSea. Well, rather OpenSea or uh, Rarible and stuff like that. If you find them as a resale. So you can find them around. You just got to make sure that they're legit and they're actually from this. Um, th these artists, Larval Labs, because there's a bunch of fakes out there. There's a bunch of uh, people trying to push off like this is a crypto punk, but then they have a little extra at it. So you got to make sure it's authentic to get the real deal. But you can find them out there as a resale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you, you can't afford a CryptoPunk, they actually, Larva <laughs> Labs has made MeBits. So they made a second series called MeBits. They're a lot like CryptoPunks, but they're 3D characters and they come with a T pose. 
So super cool. But they're they're much cheaper, but they're still pretty expensive. They're around like five thousand dollars, but it's made by the same company. So I mean that's why they're limited again to I think ten thousand. Uh, it might be twenty thousand actually for the me bits. Yeah, and something mm-hmm. cool in the future uh, in the metaverse, you can have these crypto punks uh, or these other three D punks represent you your identity as the metaverse. So like on Decentraland, for example, you can have uh, your your crypto punk walking around representing you. Eventually, uh, once we're all plugged into the matrix, everyone's gonna be uh, gonna be wanting to be one of the crypto punks, um, but we won't go into that any further Uh, okay so next up ftx becomes the official uh crypto exchange partner of the mlb um i didn't know the mlb needed a crypto exchange partner but i'm sure there was some big money flowing for that to happen uh ftx has been doing crazy deals lately they also made a huge investment in stock twits uh do you guys have anything uh you want to add on this well uh yeah ftx also bought the naming rights to the heat um stadium Uh, as well as uh they're gonna be the first cryptocurrency company or that will be um on a on a referee or officials uniforms too because they they bought like a sponsorship everywhere and then they bought into well it's rumored but it hasn't been denied yet or uh hasn't hasn't been proven or denied yet but uh the rumor to have a share in stock twits with a clause that they can buy the whole thing out so it, they're putting their hand in everything and it's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting but that like they're making some serious moves here very very cool okay next up el salvador is giving away bitcoin to everyone who registers uh with the el salvador uh wallet ryan do you want to tell us about this yeah sure so as you guys probably know el salvador made bitcoin a legal tender in their country and now they're planning on giving away 30 dollars of bitcoin to each citizen who registers with the government's wallet, um, which is pretty interesting. You know, if I was in El Salvador and I didn't need the $30, I probably wouldn't do this, right? It seems like a way for the government to track Bitcoin and track like all the money going through their economy, right? Because you have to register your identity, uh, prove your citizenship, and then you get this $30 airdrop, right? So, I mean, it'll work well for the people who need the money in El Salvador. It's a good way to onboard people into cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would take a couple seconds to think about, you know, is it really worth giving up my identity and like being logged with the government to have this Bitcoin in my wallet to use in El Salvador? Um, and people have talked also, there may be like fraud with this, right? Because People who live in El Salvador who may not have internet connection or may not know about this airdrop may be uh, exposed by other people who do. And, you know, maybe they'll give them five or ten dollars to use their identity to get this Bitcoin. So then there's identity fraud with that uh, censorship problems, privacy problems. So I think it's really cool. I think it will definitely onboard a lot of people into the cryptocurrency space and really facilitate El Salvador into using Bitcoin more. Um, but there's definitely problems that I see with it. You make a good point about those problems. And I think in the U.S., that would, if the U.S. government tried to do something like that, it would be a bigger issue. Um, but I know that, that a much larger percentage of the population in El Salvador is currently unbanked. So as an unbanked person, it's a no-brainer. These issues, in my opinion, are not, um, not worth worrying about, not worth claiming that free airdrop and getting onboarded into the decentralized finance system. Brian, do you have any thoughts? Well, yeah, I, I agree with uh, you, Logan, and I see where you're coming from too, uh, Ryan, because you, you're right. It will be a way for them to kind of see where it's going. I mean, they won't be able to – I guess they could tie the address if they're creating the wallet for you and sending it, and that's how you get it. But they can't really tie it, but then they can watch all of those wallets. 
on the other hand, you're right. Uh, El Salvador doesn't really have the same kind of uh, issues as uh, the U.S. has when it comes. Oh, okay, I take that back. They do have. The, everyone has the same issues, but it might not be as rampant as um, in America. You want your privacy, you know, really protected. I don't know in El Salvador if if you really do want your, you know, identity as protected as you would here. So it it, it could be like you said. It it gets people to gives them a bank account and gives them a way to transact and do do other things so it's a plus there's pros and cons and i see where both of you are coming from and i have to say yeah i i agree with both of you on the same thing for sure all right if you're just tuning in welcome to zinger nation we have the munch token interview coming up in three or four minutes so get hyped for that make sure to smash the like button we got over 100 viewers but less than 30 likes let's see what y'all could do about that uh if you want to participate in the comments today it is some it is a subscriber chat only today uh so make sure you just hit the subscribe button and you'll be good to go Alrighty, last up, before we get to the interview, uh, on Twitter last night, Jack Dorsey announced that he's uh, having a, a one-day convention in July about the B word, right? It's about Bitcoin. Uh, and Elon started, uh, Elon started commenting, getting back at him, getting back at Jack on Twitter, uh, and Jack invited him on to come talk to him during the event, and Elon agreed. Uh, so we're going to have a, a battle of the minds here, a modern-day battle about Bitcoin next month. Um, and that's definitely going to be something that I'm tuning in for. I cannot wait to see what unfolds during that. Do you guys have any predictions on what we might see? I couldn't even begin to imagine what it could be. Mm -mm. I think there may be more agreement than we expect through in that conversation, right? Because Elon yeah. Musk is a supporter of Bitcoin, even though we hate him sometimes for tweeting dumb things about Bitcoin. And obviously, Jack Dorsey loves Bitcoin. So, I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to be a battle or not. I think there is going to be a lot of agreement uh, in, in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. So speaking of conversations within crypto, today we have Munch Token, the number one charity crypto project. This comment here says they raised 18K for charity water in three days during a bear market. That is impressive as hell. Uh, so without further ado, I uh, would like to bring on the COO, Mike, and the CEO, Rodrigo. And let me just add them here. Rodrigo, welcome. How are you doing today? Hi, guys. How's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. It's Friday. In the good moods. Uh, thank you so much for having us. So, yeah. Pretty much uh, excited to be here. Happy to have you, Mike. How you doing? Hey guys, Mike here. Yeah, doing great. Thanks, and um, thanks for having us on there. Yeah, of it's course. our pleasure. To have you. Uh, so let's just get started. Could each of you uh, do a little introduction about yourselves, what you do for the coin, how you got started in crypto, and how you joined the project? Uh, just just a, like a little little high level overview uh, to, for the audience. Okay, um, I can start. So, as uh, I said before, my name my name is Rodrigo. Um, I I came from a, from a computer science back background. Um, I've I've been a, a developer for 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 many many years. Um, so that's 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 my background really. Uh, then I quickly evolved um, into more of the the technical architect role and um, was doing that for for a few years as well until. Um, 
three years ago, I actually, um, four, well, it's four years ago now. Um, I forget the COVID year. Um, and uh, four four years ago, I, um, I I decided to to create my to create my first company. I had a product in mind. And since then, I've been a, I've I've been a, I've been a, a tech entrepreneur. Um, how I got in crypto? Well, I got in crypto from from an investment um, from an investment point of view. Really, um, me and Mike actually used to talk a lot about um, uh, stock investments, and he I didn't know he was into crypto, and he didn't know I was into crypto as well. Um, so actually, yeah, so I started to invest well, pretty much on the on on, on, on the mainstream stuff. Um, and then, obviously, after after digging deeper, um, I, I quickly um, landed into the, the the DeFi world and searching for the next gems. Um, and then, then that's that's basically how how all this started. I started to analyze a few projects, um, uh, making some mental notes like this is what they're doing right, this is what they're doing wrong, and then I just tried to to compile everything to. Um, to finally um, release our project based on on, on previous um, successes and failures of of other projects, really, and, and also mm -hmm. because I had the technical skill to do it, and mm -hmm. uh, and luckily enough, I was surrounded by the right people to do this with me as well. Um, so I just had to convince them, uh, and they, they, that's how how the project started. Awesome. Cool. So on on my side, my background is in fintech. Um, I've been a fintech startup advisor, um, investor, as also a, a product leader. So building fintech mobile banking products for companies like Barclays Bank, American Express, as well as the startup companies like uh, Monies and Curve, which are um, startup fintech companies worth over one billion dollar uh, valuation. So um, like Rodrigo said. We were both investors in general when it comes to stocks and i was actually investing in crypto a couple of years back um same with rodrigo as well um because of the you know heightened interest in blockchain and crypto and you know i i i, I saw the opportunity and i wanted to actually start a crypto project earlier um, earlier last year so um i must have posted on instagram one day that uh, who's who's interested in in exploring a crypto project and this is when rodrigo messaged me i was like bro i just started a a um crypto project and 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 it, it's booming and literally the the project was booming right so without really thinking twice i saw his website um i trusted rodrigo because I, I i used to work with him so i knew his sort of technical depth and also um i trusted his sort of ability and, and really um the vision was very interesting in creating a charity token so i invested without doing too much for due diligence which you should never do when it comes to uh, investing in crypto projects you should you know do your own research first right but i i, I just kind of jumped right into it um, and then the journey just kind of took off from there. I got more and more involved with Rodrigo from like day two, day three, um, tried to help out with all things sort of business related, operation related, which is where my skill set is uh, best utilized and eventually just became a core member of the team. Um, and, and yeah, the journey has been like, super rewarding so far, but starting a charity token and being able to donate close to $3 million in just one month. So it's, it's been absolutely mind blowing. You guys have a stacked team. It's very apparent. Okay, so let's talk about Munch. So Munch is a charity token. Uh, how does it differentiate itself from other charity tokens? How did it get started? Is it a fork of anything? Uh, and then what is the giving block? Okay, I can jump in on that. Um, now, so so to, to start with the, with, the, with the technical details, it's not a fork of, of anything. I, de I developed a contract. Now, obviously, 
as as most part of the contracts. There's no point for us to reinvent the wheel if uh, mm -hmm. there's already similar contracts that have that have similar functions. Um, and that's from a technical point of view. That's that's how Munch actually started, and that's the the, the differentiator. Um, is some of the coins were already um, like. I, I believe SafeMoon is doing that. They, they do the redistribution, but I do believe they do the liquidity injection as well. So, um, some of the coins were already doing um, liquidity reinjection through uh, their, their tokenomics. And um, well, in order to do that, you, you have to you have to sort of communicate either with Uniswap router or, or PancakeSwap router. And um, and I saw those functions in that. I just basically utilize those functions, and instead of um, because what they do is uh, is the, they they basically um, split in half um, tokens, half Ethereum, and then basically they reinject liquidity, so they can pair, they can pair tokens with with Ethereum. And basically, what we're doing is slightly different. It's uh, basically five percent of each transaction we swap directly um, to Ethereum, and and we we send it to charity. Um, that that ends up being a differentiate a, a differentiated in in several several ways really. Um, and it's a simple idea, but it, it, it kind of works. Um, well, first of all, it's it's transparency, really, because um, normally the, the way uh, tokens do charity is either they pull money out of liquidity, or they take a percentage of uh, of each transaction to um, to a team-owned wallet, um, and that obviously. Um, that will always require some trust in the dev team to perform the donations because from the moment, I mean, from the moment someone takes takes money out of liquidity, they can donate, but they cannot. Um, so basically, we're very transparent when it comes to that because all the money that is donated um, that is performed at the contract level, and because it's performed at the contract level, is very transparent because it's blockchain. So you can literally go to our contract, you can go to the internal transactions, and you see all the money that it's been sent to charity. And uh, and, and how we much have is that uh, so far. Uh, so roughly uh, eight hundred twenty Ethereum. Wow. Jeez, yeah, wow. and so that's a few crypto <laughs> coins right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, right, right now it's a bit down, but uh, but for example, um, give give well, uh, we'll get to what give well is, but but give well um, basically um, give well they cashed out roughly um, two point three million, but if they were holders and they weren't cashing out every day, um, actually at the peak of Ethereum, we we would have donated way past um, past three million um so wow. so yeah that, that's why right now we, we we prefer to keep the numbers in ethereum uh mm -hmm. because well, as you know as you know there's there's a lot of volatility um that's incredible guys yeah and another thing um the other other the, the, the differentiated um uh, differentiators um mm -hmm. uh obviously basically as w when we when we started uh we started right away with a with with a docs team um we we started with a with a with a with a proper site with a white paper, everything which normally is is not very common in in, in newborn projects, mm. um, on 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 DeFi. Um, that's 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 mainly it from 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 the technical point of view. is is really not that complicated. It's just um, I think it's a simple idea that was well executed. To be fair, um, and uh, what is GiveWell? So basically, when we started the project. We, we we needed we needed the trust from the community because they didn't know who we were. So we had to go for for a solid um, organization, and um, 
and and that's that's how uh, give well came, came into play because they're not um, a simple charity they're, they're a very well established entity and they do a lot of research um and we knew that we were sure that uh, the funds with them were going to be very well applied uh because that's that's what they do um so we this we we decided to donate for them um for for the first month and obviously they they were quite lucky with the state of the market and they ended up being the ones who actually received uh the biggest donation uh, but since then we've we've been helping other we've been helping other other charities we we helped yellow brick road which is which is a small charity that they aims to to cure um um to to cure um a rare disease and um and now we're working with with charity water which i'm i'm very very excited about as well uh, because of the the transparency of the charity this charity but i i can explain that uh later on all right very cool so i know ryan has a question about how you pick the charities um but before that i have one more question where does the name munch come from and uh, a chat question from minimalism uh when are you getting your donut tattoo uh <laughs> let, let, let me actually answer that first because I feel like I'm failing the community, you know. I I said the I said the, the the tattoo was actually booked twice, and I didn't get it done. But actually, our illustrator, um, our illustrator checked the, the 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 ink the day before, and it was actually out of date. So we had to reschedule the tattoo. So <laughs> hopefully next week, uh, he he said he did order the he did order the, the new the new colors. So whenever, whenever, whenever they come, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Um, so yeah, hopefully next week. Um, awesome. What, what was, what was the other question? Sorry, I, I got distracted. Yeah, with so the where does, so, where does the name Munch come from? Oh yeah. So, so basically, um, well, it was, it was, um, pretty much established that we wanted, we wanted to start a, a charity oriented project. Um, so we, we started to we started to, to, to brainstorm um, what would be the causes that we, we would focus on first, and um, then basically, uh, actually, Marcus Rashford was was one of the biggest inspirations because of all the work that he's been doing in the UK with the food banks. Um, so we we were pretty much in a, in agreement that we wanted um, to support um, hunger causes. Uh, in the beginning, so we started to, to brainstorm some some names. Um, I came up with a terrible name that was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it didn't go through. Um, and then and then eventually eventually uh, uh, Pete, which is which is a core, a core team member, um, said Munch, which is which is well, Munch the, the expression. Uh, we we saw a, a very nice opportunity to actually uh, do, do do some wordplay as well because you could say that. If you hold uh, some munch tokens, you can say you get you got the munches. Um, <laughs> so it was like you know this 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 is kind of catchy and, um, and 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 that that was it. I like, I like it. it. So I saw a pretty cool feature on your guys' website where the community actually gets to choose which charity you guys donate the funds to. Um, I was wondering how does the how does the community choose which charity to donate to? Is that done in a decentralized way? Um, it's it's done it's done in a in, in a decentralized way yes so basically for now we're actually building our um, our our new voting platform which will be part of the the charity launchpad and we we can explain that later on um but for now we actually use snapshots which is which is um it's it's fairly common and, and and very used by 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 major crypto projects and what it does is 
allows you to connect your wallet. Um, so that way we can verify that you actually um, a holder. So you can only vote um, if you're a holder. And, uh, so and, and and that's it. Like when 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 the vote is finished, uh, for now changing the charity address is um, is is a manual process. But we're working on on automating that as well. Is um, it's 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 been done. Very cool. So, is it one vote per one wallet, or is it one vote per one munch token? Yeah. So um, basically, Snapshot has something called strategies, and they have a few out of the box strategies. Um, right now is one wallet one vote uh we, we we felt that it would be it would be it would be just uh, just simpler and fairer because the other out of the box strategy is not really fair because the other out of the box strategy is based on the amount of bunch tokens you own um so then then a whale would be just as much as 500 people for example and we, right. we didn't feel that like that would be that that was going to be uh, very fair uh we do have um some quadratic votes um strategy nice. that we want that we want to implement um so but that will be part um I, I mean we don't want to waste time developing that strategy um on on snapshots when we're developing our our um, our own platform so when our own platform is done that that the feature will be will be built in very, very cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, I love how you guys are using quadratic voting. That's definitely yeah. something very innovative in the crypto space. And I think that really does it gives a good medium between, you know, holding a lot of tokens gives you more of a say, but it's not unfair to the smaller token holders, right? Because the more tokens you have, the more votes you get, but it's kind of on like a logarithmic scale, right? So if there's a whale, like you would need double as many tokens just to get one more vote. So that's definitely a good way to go about it. I saw that you guys donate to charities with Ethereum. Why did you guys choose Ethereum over maybe a stablecoin or Munch token, for example? Uh, okay, so so stablecoin stablecoin could um, could could have been done. Uh, really, that there was there was no there was no particular reason. It's just that the, the built-in functions. Um, we we just felt that you would you, it would be better. Well, it would be better to to, to basically donate Ethereum because we paired with Ethereum uh, on the on the on the on Uniswap. Um, that's 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 the short answer. And Munch um, token, um, no, because it would defeat the purpose of what we wanted to to implement, which is um, some stability. Um, actually, when I forgot about this one when I was talking about the advantages of of, of our token, uh, is that because we implemented the swap. And sends to charity on each transaction, uh, the asset becomes very stable. Because, for example, if we were to send Munch tokens to the charity, and then let's say give, give well, then ends up having two million worth of Munch token, they will eventually have to sell, and that will have a massive impact on the on the on the assets. So we didn't want that. Um, so basically, we wanted it to be stable. So this allows it for, for some stability because, for example, let's say that your purchase is going to influence the price on 5%, right? Because we're going to sell 5% of that, then your price is going to impact, the, then your purchase will is going to impact the price 4.95. So it's fine. Um, it's um, it, it, it's 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 fairly fairly stable. So so yeah, that's that's why we 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 decided to do this way. For for us, there's no advantage for for the charities to own munch tokens for now. Uh, first of all, because we don't want them to be uh, subjected to to the volatility, and second of all, because we don't want to like raise um, a, a lot of money and then and then eventually um, that would uh, dump the price. Yeah, it's commendable.
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you guys mentioned how your charity wallet, it's trustless, right? You guys don't control it. So how is that automated? Like, how does the charity actually receive the money from selling Munch token for Ethereum? Uh, well, the, the charity has an Ethereum address. Uh, that's 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 one of the requirements. Um, and hence, well, Mike can talk about uh, this this um, after. But uh, hence, why why we partner with with with, uh, with with the giving block because that's uh, they just came to fill in the gap that we had, uh, which is um, for us the challenge is to have a lot of charities that are crypto ready. So they have an Ethereum address, and um, we set the charity address at, at the contract level, and um, the, the tokens get sent to that contract. Where we we don't even have a wallet. For charity, it's the the contract is sending money directly to the charity address. Gotcha. Awesome. So, um, what made you guys decide to be a cross chain project? Like, why did you decide to have both um, both protocols, the different tokens? Um, yeah. Well, if you could be the same token, we, if it was possible, we yeah. we, we we would. Um, uh, literally, we just wanted to grab a piece of action on the 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 Binance smart chain side. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the the volume that certain coins have there, I think I think it cannot be ignored. Um, also, because um, I mean, we started on Ethereum because uh, I, basically I felt like more, and, and this is not obviously there are legit projects on 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 the on the Binance smart chain, but we felt. That uh, Ethereum it, it was where like the more robust uh, projects and the more serious projects start, uh, and that was it. We, we, this was just a credibility uh, choice. Um, but then not to grab some of the action from the Binance Smart Chain would be silly, because um, also that would uh, decrease the pressure that the community puts on us for for us to be uh, present on on exchanges and everything. Because for example, I, I don't like centralized exchanges that much. I, I love the DeFi world. Um, uh, with with all the perks that comes with it, uh, such as staking, farming, and all that stuff. Um, so I quite like the D- the DeFi world. Uh, but when when the project was was uh, was was booming, um, people ended up spending as much as like six hundred dollars to purchase much tokens. You know, um, so we we quickly figured out. Yeah, I mean, we gotta go on to Binance and 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 grab some of those low fees and and high volume. Um, and then from them was just uh, figure out a way a way to do it, and uh, I think we we came up with quite quite a slick solution. Yeah, I just wanted to add to that as well. So we see Munch as a movement, so trying to be as ex- inclusive as possible, making sure that our token is accessible to the masses. So um, due to low fees and the number of investors on the BSC side, naturally that makes a good avenue for us to. Uh, penetrate as a next move um, going forward um, such our exchanges although you know Rodrigo isn't a good, good fan of it and, and neither am I um, we understand that a lot of people are you know interested in, in using fiat currency to purchase their tokens and crypto investments so that is also something that we're uh, prioritizing in in the next quarter as well so trying to make sure that Munch is accessible to as many people as possible because ultimately the mission for us is to use crypto to do good for our society so the more people that knows about it and even purchasing a small amount, um, um, there, there's a net impact in contributing towards charity as well as spreading a word that, you know, there is, um, you can use crypto to actually make a massive impact collectively as a community. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, can you guys give us a technical overview of the staking mechanism that you guys plan on implementing later in this quarter? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we will we'll have uh, we we will have uh, to to two two uh, types of, of staking one one will be single asset staking and the other the other one will be incentives for for liquidity providers um because basic basically um the the, the story here is that because we launched on ethereum that's where uh, most part of our liquidity is uh, so we do feel the needs to 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 raise some liquidity on the on the um, on the Binance Smart Chain side, um, to to to, to uh, decrease volatility, so we will allow um, we will allow people to actually um, provide liquidity, and uh, and then get some rewards. Uh, the the only thing that we're going to do different from what other tokens have done in 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 the past is that uh, we'll we'll actually allow the users to. Um, to define the percentage of the rewards that is going uh, to them and the percentage of the rewards that is going um, to charity. So basically, they, we will allow them to choose 50-50, um, uh, 75-25, um, 75 um, for uh, for charity or or, or 100 zero. Um, so so yeah, basically, we will 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 allow users to 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 provide liquidity um and and get um get uh, and uh, basically get some rewards and and send some some of those uh tokens to charity that's that's what we're working on um and in the beginning um this uh the distribution so to charity uh, in the beginning they will send to the charity that the project is uh currently supporting but um, this this is also the the first step for the future for the launch pad that we're building, and in the future, then we will allow users um, to choose from our charity index, uh, and basically they will be able to stake their tokens, and part of the um, part of the rewards it will be sent for the charity they choose, uh, and not just for 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 the charity that uh, that that the project is supporting. Gotcha. So we will we will allow users to to um, uh, holders to individually uh, support the causes they want. Very cool, awesome. very cool. Okay, so can you tell us about the Munch token launch, <coughs> uh, when that started, how you built your community, and how they've helped you along the way? Okay, so about building the the building the community, Mike Mike has been uh, uh, way better than me doing that. So I'll I'll, I'll, let, I'll let him jump in. I'll I'll say I'll say how we started. Um, so basically, yeah, I, I pitched this to I pitched this to my friends, and um, one thing that I, I was sure that I didn't want to do was was a massive presale, because um, for this kind of project, I I haven't seen one successful case of a massive presale that that, that isn't followed by by a massive dump. Um, so basically, w um, because I've been in a sort of like in investment groups on telegram before uh we've we've been on a few coins we've been trying to identify a few a few gems so there was some people that uh that that i that i trusted and and, and that i knew they were going to be diamond handed and, and they would they would they would be um also great assets um for for the token and uh, i i knew if if they were working for 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 um for 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 the balance, they, they would uh, they would be a great asset as well. So basically, I just got together ten people. So I allowed, um, I, I I got the team together, and I allowed and I allowed um, ten pre-sale investors to to have up to up to zero zero point five percent by then. Um, so basically, that's that's how liquid liquidity was raised, and and the team was allowed initially to have up up to up to two percent um even though only three members of the team ended up um, having those two percent um and, and the team paid 
the same amount for the tokens as the pre-sales investors. So, so that's how how we, we we generated liquidity and launched. And and then after that, we 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 were quite. I, I wouldn't call it lucky because I I knew I, I was I, I was surrounded by good people. And um, so basically, no, as I predicted, nobody dumped. And and um, in in the first week, the coin uh, had very stable growth. Um, so that was that was our our, our launch uh, adventure. It was my was my first launch. So it wasn't something like super well planned and and um, but I ended it ended up uh, ended up um, going well. Um, as 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 per, as per community, Mike, do you want to tell a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. I think um, the foundation for building a strong community starts with having a clear vision and roadmap of what Munch Project actually is. So we laid that out from the beginning um, that you know we are too different from a lot of projects out there. That new charity are a way to market their project. That we actually you know um, uh, put a very sort of dedicated effort towards um, the sort of charity efforts and, and actually build a relationship with the charities and making sure that how the funds are being applied effectively and also involving the charity representatives in communicating with, with the community as well. So that has all great, built a sort of great sense of community uh, amongst us. Um, having a transparent and professional team is super important as well. So me and Rodrigo, as well as the other core team members are highly present uh, across Telegram, across uh, Twitter, for instance, and uh, um, other avenues. So just know, just reassuring um, community members that if they have any sort of questions, um, they they know where to find us, and also uh, given that you know, me me and me Rodrigo and the rest of the team we all have uh, very sort of credible professional backgrounds as well. Um, that's another sort of reason for uh, the team to feel reassured when investing in a project like Much Project, for instance. Um, and then um, I think everything else sort of um, sort of like trickled down from there. So um, when the community understands that this is a project that has a long-term vision, it's here to stay. It's basically being uh, supported by a fully dedicated and professional team. Um, that's when uh, that's when the marketing efforts and actually building word of mouth and organic growth um, it, it will really pay off. So we have a uh, inter- we have the team of um, volunteers from the community, for instance, of around 30, 40 people that actively uh, you know, they invested and they actively promoting uh, word of mouth and 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 uh, communicating uh, you know the, all, all the good the, the good and the roadmap about. Uh, much project, for instance, um, we've done uh, a bunch of uh, AMAs. We've done a bunch of um, uh, sort of marketing effort. We worked very closely with different media outlets to get our story out there. So those are all, all you know, some of the more tactical things that we've done um, on the marketing side to to uh, really um, build out our reputation, build out our brand as well. But ultimately, it comes down to um, having the uh, community believe in our vision and also um, taking them along that sort of journey and being sort of fully transparent uh, with what we do. So I think that's the sort of key ingredients to um, our community growth so far. Awesome. So we have a question from a community member. Uh, how are your partnerships with the Giving Block? What are they like? Who runs them? Who manages them? Uh, and is this a symbiotic relationship? Who's helping who here? Sure. So I'll, I'll step in that one. Um, so the Giving Block is a crypto donation platform that supports over 300 uh, global accredited charities. So they are effectively the um, connection between uh, allowing traditional charities to accept crypto and they have an easy interface to get uh, these charities um, easily sort of withdraw to fiat and to sort of cash out and, and, and apply their funds uh, where they need to. So they effectively fill a gap that 
um, our project had, which is trying to find crypto-ready charities that are highly credible that solves a, a real problem within the charity space. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got connected with Alex, the co-founder of the, the Gaming Block, um, and being sort of discussing about you know how um, you know, two 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 prominent sort of company and projects um, can sort of work together to to bring um, to elevate um, the the use of like cryptocurrency for in the charity space to, to another level and. Um, that's that's how the conversation started. Um, we, uh, we we wanted to work with some of the charities um, under the umbrella. So, uh, for instance, Action Against Hunger, Save the Children, for instance. And then we saw an opportunity in them um, partnering with us and co-partnering um, in the long term to cross-promote it, each other to raise awareness, as well as um, when we build the launch pad, for instance, there is a um, kind of strategic commercial opportunity um, that, that that we might um, sort of consider with them as well. So um what we eventually do at the moment is there's uh so the giving block has a vetted list of 300 charities that they currently work with that crypt crypto ready mm-hmm. um so they already done a due diligence with these these charities so so the next step for us is to uh, review that list and look at the categories that we want to what the, com- the community and our team wants to support we have um two three members that look at vetting these lists of charities. So it, it's all like a double vetting process. Um, and then um, the, the, the factors that we look at include um, the sort of transparent use of funds, making sure that the team has a public track record. We also like to look at some of the courses these charities support, whether it's neglected by some of the, some of the mainstream charities out there um, before sort of shortlisting and passing it uh, to our community members to make the vote. So that's the that's the sort of immediate partnership that we have with the Giving Block to get access to their 300 global accredited charities, um, and we'll work on sort of cross promoting our efforts um, where we can. Um, um, so yeah, awesome, very cool. So I know Brian has the next question, um, but real quick, I just wanted to say if you're just tuning in, um, this is the Munch Token interview. Munch is a charity project. We have Mike and Rodrigo here giving us all the inside information. Um, so if you are from the Munch Token community and this is your first time on Benzinga, make sure you subscribe so you can talk to us in the chat. You can ask a question to the team yourself. Uh, and yeah, welcome to Zinger Nation. So Brian, uh, take it away. Yeah, so um, in your roadmap, you talk about making NFT partnerships. Um, can you kind of go into what you mean, like what you guys are going to do or what um, that in- entails? Sure, absolutely. So we have a highly creative community here at Munch. So if you go on munchproject.io, um, we actually have a section called Munch Galleries of community produce artwork, right? Um, using them, uh, the Munch brand as the theme. So um, we ran a few NFT artwork contests in the past with great success, a lot of interest, and we've seen some great outputs from the community members. So we thought, since where our mission is to um, you know, combine sort of crypto and charity, why don't we try to leverage the creativity of our community to, do, to support charitable courses? And so immediately the, the, the first use case would be to run um, you know, NFT competition within our community or or within our team itself, um, or our team of designers um, themselves to produce uh, much sort of theme artwork that can be um, that that can that can be auctioned on uh, NFT platforms with the proceeds part of the proceeds going to charity. So that's one use case. We also had um, another conversation with uh, a music artist called Jupi actually. So Jupi is a uh, producer and also a 
a, a music artist in, in the sort of Cali area, um, son of E40, um, a, a, a legendary rapper. Um, and um, we've been sort of speaking about um, a collaboration between Munch and his sort of future, um, of futuristic uh, album um, being 4005. So um, we're looking at um, just, just uh, partnering with different influencers, partnering uh, amongst our community, uh, partnering um, and, uh, and um, partnering with NFT uh, platforms to um, use and you know artwork and 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 um, creative uh, assets as as a way to uh, auction and kind of further contribute uh, towards charity and it's a fun thing to do as well. Yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Okay, so one last question before we are out of time. Um, where do you see this project in ten years? I'll pull up your roadmap right now. You can find this on MunchProject.io. Um, so here's here's the current roadmap. Where do you see yourself beyond this? Where do you see yourself in ten years? Do you have any big goals uh, for the project? Rod, you want Yeah. Um, so uh, f apart from being um, fully automized and um, and um, nothing requiring um, any 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 team interventions. Uh, from from a technological point of view, um, in, in ten years, I, I I see ourselves with with the three launch pads that we want um, that we want that we want to launch. Probably, uh, Mike, this would be a good a good opportunity before we run out of time then to just explain a little bit about the launch pads. Um, so basically, in ten in ten years, I I I, I definitely see us um, being quite successful uh, with these launch pads being. Um, since been what we've been saying since the beginning which we want to kind of like become the go fund me of of crypto and uh, another another personal another personal goal that I, I would really like to see um this project become is like for example on, on the binance site uh you have the binance charities so that's what some of the coins are doing because basically when you when you swap tokens for 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 ethereum even if you do swap tokens for ethereum you will swap for for bnb uh, so the limitation is um charities they accept bnb so people end up sending uh money to to to, to the binance charity so i'm just struggling with the light here trying to okay um with, with the binance charity and i i would i would love to see munch becoming that sort of um entity where like new projects would use mm -hmm us to make sure that the crypto funds were well distributed um to to charity um so that that is definitely one, one one of my biggest goals i would like to the become go that, fund that, me, the go fund me of crypto i like that i like that that's a good goal me too yeah mike you have uh, anything else you want to add yeah absolutely um go, go for me of crypto that's that's a big one so go for me being around for 11 years so we see ourselves as a you know uh, project with longevity so um if we just keep up you know what we're doing in terms of uh, the donation, even without the, the the platform, we're looking at you know monthly the significant do monthly sort of donations. So hopefully, you know this is a project um, with simply by relying on the tokenomics, um, this is this this is going to uh, do a lot of good for a long period of time. But with the platform, we're looking to take it to the next level to support individual causes and um, some of the smaller social causes that might be neglected by some of the larger charities, as well as continue to support some of the global accredited charities out there. So a holistic platform that lets you um, donate to um, various different causes, so using crypto. So essentially it will be the sort of crypto for me. And when you look at the market opportunity, 
Um, there's over 100 million um, crypto users out there and over 300 million being donated um, in, in cryptocurrency to charities each year. So we see that growing exponentially over the next five to 10 years um, and naturally will be at the forefront of, of, of that sort of um, uh, evolution as well. Um, and then I think Munch, where we really see ourselves is becoming a ecosystem and and um, that that aspect we are already putting into place now. So we are building out the much lifestyle and merch brand. We are looking at um, you know NFT partnerships and also longer term, we want to become the gateway that connects traditional businesses and charities with crypto. So creating these crypto uh, payment services, crypto accept payment, uh, crypto donation acceptance services, um, so that um, not only um, are, are we the platform that supports this, but also we enable others um, to be able to um, easily uh, you know, accept crypto as well. So that's our long-term vision. Very cool. I think you two guys will be the ones to do that if anyone can do it. Um, all right. So we want to get one moon or bus token in. We've been skipping this segment for a while. So drop tickers in the chat uh, and we will pick one of them to go over. Um, but without for, uh, thank you guys so much for coming on today. Um, I had a great time learning about your project. I hope everyone in the chat did as well. Um, we look forward to having you back on in the future and seeing what you do. Uh, I love that you guys have such big goals and you've donated so much. Really commendable, really awesome. And I'm definitely going to be following along with this project over the, the years coming. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, and we hope you have a good one. Thank you so much. It, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having us. And um, I, I very much enjoyed this, uh, this, this, uh, this opportunity. And um, I very much enjoyed the, the way the way you conducted the, the interview. So kudos to you. Yeah, thank same you so much. So, where, so much, where, where can everyone go to find you uh, find your channel, uh, or find your website? Well, munchproject.io. Um, and that's 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 our that's our website. And from there, um, I, I don't even need to say because uh, we have a banking <laughs> website, and uh, and they will be able to find the information they need. Very cool. You heard it here first. Munchproject.io. Go check it out. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Hey guys. Alrighty, so we've been skipping Moon or Bust for the past couple days, uh, but we wanted to bring it to you today. We've got one ticker in the chat so far, Stellar Lumens. We've done that before. Uh, so come on, guys, what you got? What you got? Any crypto projects you want to hear about, find out about, let us know. Uh, Excellent. Is there a way to go short... up, by the way. Just, Dylan wants just to know, is there a now. way to short crypto? Ryan, you want to you wanna tell oh, him? Oh, yeah, this is you, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, you can short crypto, like on Bybit, but I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, it's it's not legal in the U.S. though. So if you do want to do it, you're going to have to use a VPN. You're going to have to put your IP address in another country. It's not recommended. It's probably against the law. So don't do it. But you can if you really want to. There you go. We've done AMP and Compound CXO. We have not done, or we, I don't think we've talked about Link either. Uh, what's CXO? I think we talked about Link once, but I'd rather. I don't um, know. I've never heard of CXO. Do that if CXO is really tiny. Uh, let's cargo see. cargo x the 415th biggest we can, we can rock with this oh already all right so we are talking about cxo on moon or bus today uh so this is the this is the segment where we go over your pick we take a look at it um i have not personally heard of this project before um but but this is to show you our thought process how we go about approaching these these small these high risk projects um, so yeah, let's see. here's the here's their uh, coin market cap page. 
Their market cap is $43 million right now. Uh, circulating supply is $166 million. Here's a look at the chart. It's been on CoinMarketCap for about a month. Um, oh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, this is not the day. This is the year. It's been on CoinMarketCap for like three years now. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so let's pull, let's see, let's see what the, do you guys know anything about this project? No, I, I've never heard of it. I, I do want to say that we look at these projects whenever you see them in the, um, in the chat and we're looking at it for the first time, most of them. So keep that in mind when we give our decision on just first glance. Okay, so it says here, Cargo X aims to allow everyone or anyone to send digital documents to anyone in the world within seconds. Uh, hmm. So maybe it's like the Google Docs of, of blockchain, maybe? Ah, or, you know, it yeah. competes with DHL, FedEx, and UPS, so maybe it's the DHL, FedEx, and UPS of the blockchain. Um, they use Ethereum. They built on Ethereum. Uh, looks pretty cool. The price is... Uh, huh, what do you think of this, uh, this technical setup, Ryan? I mean, it doesn't look bad. I think that everything's been dipping with the market. I mean, it's down 9% today. That's pretty normal with the cryptocurrency markets. It looks bullish over the midterm. It doesn't look like a bad coin to me. I'd question the use case for it if it's comparing itself to FedEx, UPS, and shipping companies like that. Um, I'd ask, you know, how can a blockchain really be used in that scenario? Is it needed in that scenario? Um, but it may be. I haven't really looked into it very much. It's just the past one minute right here, so... So they got a lot of stuff like um, on the back end. If you just go to their products page or their solutions page and see what they offer, one of them is they have escrow services, um, predictive uh, analytics, inbound like a whole um, uh, ledger blockchain type deal. Um, I forgot the word I was looking for. But they do finance, energy. They, They got a lot of stuff going on. I don't know enough about it to really wrap my head exactly on what they do but it seems like mm-hmm. um it's so a it looks like cool it looks thing. like they have a bill of landing which if i had to guess from the pictures i've seen in this little short paragraph some type of smart contract that automatically charges the purchaser with whatever product uh, they'll they'll get charged as soon as it lands i guess as soon as it ships to their home right so cool mm-hmm. idea but like i said before if you're buying something from ebay or if you're buying something from amazon you can generally trust these third parties to verify and ship you the goods, right? And if something goes wrong, you can usually dispute it, which may take longer than a, a smart contract like this. But you, you do have to ask yourself the use case like in, in this type of scenario. Yeah, so this looks like a pretty detailed project uh, that we definitely do not have enough time to give a, an educated review. But first impression, this looks pretty serious. They've been around for a while and they're still doing things. So I'm going to give this one a moon. Uh, like later in the next 12 months, I think you could probably see the price go up quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's a lot like um, VeChain or VET, um, that whole ecosystem. And I think both of them have a lot of good use cases. It looks a little bit like the IBM blockchain, how they have everything going on. But they're, they've been around for a while, and I'm going to look a lot deeper into this. I'm going to give it a moon right now because I can see it being pretty viable. Well, we already got two, but I guess I'll give it its third moon so we have consensus here. All mm-hmm. right. You heard it here first. CXO is a moon. Make sure you always do your own research. This is a, a very, very first impression. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Uh, once again, this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. We stream Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. 
Uh, we will see you here on, on Monday. If you're new to Benzinga, this is your first time, you're here for Munch, welcome. Uh, welcome to the family. Welcome to Zinger Nation. Uh, go down into the first link in the description below is the Benzinga Crypto YouTube channel. If you're here for crypto, you're definitely not going to want to miss out on that channel. Um, alrighty, that is it for today. Hope you guys have a happy Friday and a good weekend. Brian, Ryan, got anything to say to him? See you the 11th link in the description is my Twitter. Go check it out or you're missing out. I'm trying to get to 1 million Twitter followers. Let's go. It's coming up soon within the next week or two. So be my millionth. Go follow me. He'll give you a million dollars if you're his millionth Twitter follower. All right, guys. Have a good one. We are signing out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.